0: What's going on, guys? Anthony here. So I'm putting together uh, some E1B2 sample one-on-one questions. It's like some template questions for not only you listeners, but for um, some of the executives, some of the colleagues that I have. Uh, A lot of people have been fascinated and impressed, I guess, by my ability to extract a lot of data, a lot of insights uh, in that one-on-one format. And so I figured it'd be helpful to kind of put together certain templates around Uh, certain nuances and certain core messages and and core concepts of the one-on-one meetings, right? Between an executive and an employee. So this particular template that I'm putting together right now is around career aspirations and IDP plans, right? Uh, I've done a lot of these in my career and I just wanted to give you guys an example of one of the questions and I guess walk through why I created this question. So one of the questions here says, so together based off of everything that we discussed today, So this is about in the middle of the middle of the one on one conversation, you know, discuss how we can align your strengths, passions, perspectives and background into a perfect career here at Brand X. So just plug in whatever company you work for. Right now. Also, what I want I go on to say is, but before that, let's unpack your perspectives of the brand what you love the most, and most importantly, what you would change, what makes you uncomfortable, and what would make you comfortable about being here long-term with the brand. So you can give them a couple examples. You can say, look, like, like actually, let me jump to something I've talked often about in this podcast. The way that you actually create a productive one-on-one conversation with an employee is you have to have that internal safety, Right. They have to feel super comfortable to just have a homie to homie, friend to friend, brother to sister, sister to brother, you know, family to family conversation. You have to build up that emotional glue that you guys have heard me talk about so many times. Now, there are so many different tactics and nuances and things to to do to create that emotional glue. There's a ton of episodes where I've talked about that. So I'm not going to talk about that today, but that is the first step. Like this cannot be a question that you ask to try to extract the negatives and the true authenticity and the true perspectives of an employee on day one. Or even if you're in day, I don't know, even if they're in like their fifth year working with the company, you've only you've only had three interactions with them. They're not going to be able to give you the true nuance and the true perspectives and their honest perspectives. Right. You have to build that emotional glue. So that's the first and foremost. But assuming you've built that emotional glue, assuming they connect and love and appreciate you just as much as you connect and love and appreciate them. You will have the right, the the authority, the ability to ask the permission to ask just straight up, brother, like, like, just what what are you feeling about the company right now? Like, you know, what would what would you need to see out of us at a macro level um, to want to, to wanna stay here for the next five, 10 years and really legitimately build a career and move up Um What would you like to see different inside of your department? What would you like to see different with some of the managers? What would you like to see different for me? I don't know. Like, what would you like to see differently? Like, do we suck? Do you have some negative perspectives? Is this a stopgap for you? Um, Just let's just have this transparent conversation. And so when you unpack those variables, what I suggest any brand to do. And again, I've talked a lot about this. You have to take what they say at face value and legitimately understand where they're coming from and extract the silver linings. I see so many employees, scratch that, I see so many managers rather hear what employees are saying and they're ignoring it or they're providing excuses of why they said that or they don't respect that employee because over the last six weeks that employee has not been up to par as of late. Thus, they're more focused on their lack of productivity and not focused on extracting the truth and the negativity of what they're saying and trying to find ways to make a difference. So I'll give you a practical example. If Sam lets me know that Sarah is um, pretty overbearing, her tonality is kind of condescending, and she's a micromanager, and you haven't personally seen that, instead of saying to that employee directly or instead of saying to yourself, look, I just really haven't seen that too often. Maybe just because of the fact that you're not doing too well right now, why they're micromanaging you. You should be saying very interesting, or you should be saying in your mind, I'll I'll, I'll give a little bit more life and thought to that and have some internal conversations with some, some other employees to figure out that silver lining, to figure out what's actually happening there so that we can make some changes. Bottom line, again, at a very simple level, because this isn't, some like crazy nuance, like theory or perspective here. What I'm really doing with this question is I'm trying to figure out what we can do at an individual level to change what we're doing internally with the brand and externally with the brand long-term to make it comfortable for one person. This is something that almost no brand is doing. I'll say that again. When I'm asking the questions of what would you change at an at a external high level with the brand? What would you change as it pertains to your leaders that are working directly with you? What would you change about me? What would you change about your workflow? What would you change about the services, the products? What would you change about the branding, the marketing, the exterior you know, aesthetic that we present to the world, what would you change to make it more comfortable and ideal for you to attach yourself to this brand and this logo for the next 15 to 20 years? What would you change? And whatever they say, we have to legitimately listen and care about those details, because once you extract those nuances, once you extract that data, then you guys have something to work off of. If you do that for one by one by one of the 347 employees, you have the 500 employees, you have the 17 employees that you have. The six employees that you have, you have to figure out what those, because I'm I'm sure and I'm almost positive, you're going to find some common occurrences and and some common variables and some common statements that you have to truly understand and truly live into. Um, Outside of that, at an emotional level, if you have the emotional glue and then you allow them to kind of just to vent and frankly talk a little shit about the brand, you'll be surprised that you'll actually gain a little bit more trust. And you'll actually be connected to that individual a little bit deeper. And they will trust that you will, they'll trust that you guys have enough humility and enough passion to change and adjust and mold and adjust paradigms that the company will grow into something that they can be excited about. Like no one works to, wants to work for a brand that's stale, that's not moving, that's not producing, that's not growing, that's not changing. No one wants to work for that. That it's not it's not in the human nature to just do something over and over again and fall into a rut. The brain appreciates movement, changes, excitement. The, the brain appreciates that. Um, and so it's just natural for a human being to want to see those things happen. So... I guess, again, what I was really trying to accomplish in this brief episode, it's just giving you guys uh, a little bit of a taste and a look into a sample question that I'm creating and what I would push you guys during this COVID-19 situation where a lot of your employees are either laid off or a lot of your employees have half the workload to work on. This will be a moment to say, you know, over the last 18 months, over the last two years, what would you change about your leaders? What would you change about me? What would you change about the products? What would you change about the aesthetic? What would you change about the feel of the company? What would you, what would you change about your workflow itself, your job title, your salary? Like what, what what changes would you make if you were a genie, right? If you were, you know, if you were Allah or God or, or whoever you believe in himself or herself, what would you change to make the environment not only conducive for yourself long term, but the environment to fit what you want to do and how you see your professional life going, and what would make you more excited, more pumped up, more amped up, more fired up for the longevity. So, um, and again, just extract whatever they say and take it and, and and find a way to to live into it. So, hopefully, this was valuable. I know this is super simple and super basic, but um, yeah, and. Heads up, guys, we have a lot of, we have two more long form interviews coming up here soon with some amazing founders, amazing leaders, some amazing people and experienced leaders that I'm super excited to bring onto the show. So uh, I'm pumped up about that, but I will be doing my best that I can do to try to bring a little bit more value on these solo episodes. So uh, this was a sample question. Hopefully you guys ask, but more importantly, hopefully you guys take the data that you extract from those answers and put it into action and make some changes. Next slide.